What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about marriage and why it matters the most. When's that coming up? Right now. so much for joining us on the Perfectly Blended Podcast. This podcast is for blended families, for couples that want to strengthen their marriage and want a brighter future. Perfectly Blended exists to break the stigma of divorce, drop the shame and guilt holding you back, and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive. We believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. We're back. It's been a long time. Yeah. What is that for? What is that for? I just wish we never would have changed. Oh, I'm like, you got super sad all of a sudden. We are back. Because I don't want to confuse people. We what keep that, changing back mean? and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They, well, first off, let's explain what back and forth, what we're even talking about. So if you haven't noticed, we've decided to go back to our original podcast name called The Couple on Fire. We loved it. Now, we changed it a long time ago because we thought that it would be important to have the word blended in the name. Well, and to align it with our events. Our yeah. events are called Perfectly Blended. Correct. But we feel moved to, to go back to The Couple on Fire for a lot of reasons, but mainly one of the main things that Christy and I focus on even in our events, even in all of our content, it's always going to be based towards marriage and you can see our Frenchie's head look at her she's like somebody play with me she wants to be played with like she does really, like bad. really bad let me see if you can see her there she then she fell <laughs> she's like somebody play with me but that's why right so that's why we changed it we really want to be more in line with really truly what we do and we feel like couple on fire is really more in line with that we talk about marriage the most we talk about we talk She's bringing her up. So if you're not on video right now and you don't see, we we have our Frenchie Stella. She's apparently needs some serious loving and some yeah, attention. Yeah, she does. She does. Yeah. But we want to be ahead, in line. Man. We want to be in line though with marriages, which is our major thing that we really push. We're huge proponents for marriage. We think that we believe that uh, everything that we have on this planet revolves around the relationship of marriage. Right, the relationship that's here on marriage. Now we understand that. The ultimate thing that guides everything is a relationship with Jesus. But we're talking about here on earth. The most yeah. important relationship is your marriage. Right. Which is why we titled the message tonight, Why Marriage Matters Most. It kind of goes in line with us talking about why we changed our name back to the couple on fire. And it goes in line with our reasonings behind that. So we're going to share with you guys four reasons why. Four reasons why marriage matters most. Are you going to be ready for this? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you going to be able to multitask with this dog? Yeah. Because she is, uh, she's good at taking away. Yeah, she is anything. persistent. She is. She blends right in we with the females the, in her home. We should have shut the door. <laughs> we should have shut the door. We still can. Yeah. So do you have anything you want to say before we jump in? No. No, I just, Some we. I hope that we don't change it back. I don't foresee us changing it back. We're not changing it back. But when we were originally couple on fire, it. I. I really didn't want to change it. And then we're like, talked about it. And we're like, yeah, it should align with our events. Our events are called perfectly blended. And what are we going to do? We're going to have perfectly blended. We're going to have a couple on fire, you know, and then we have our private Facebook group. Like that's called something different. So we did it and we've never really embraced it. I don't think the perfectly blended podcast, I mean, it started, but we were known as the couple on fire. And like Josh said, it was more aligned with what 
we feel like God has called us to do, which is blended families, you know, but But mainly marriages, marriages, because your blended family is only going to be as successful as your marriage. That's it. Yeah. I mean, some people, you know, there's a lot of podcasters, a lot of influencers that are out in the space that focus on children, right? The relationship with children within the home or, you know, all these other things. Well, ours is marriage, you know? And so, you know, we really feel moved to stay within that realm and couple on fire is like that song that calls to the ocean, the, the what is that? And it calls me <laughs> Moana. Moana. There you go. There you go. So it calls. The ocean calls me just like that. <laughs> okay, but so does a couple on fire. <laughs> okay, so all of that to say this, we're going to jump right in. All right, first thing is God's design. God's design. Go for it. <laughs> Our dog. Emphasize that marriage is a sacred institution. So God's design for the family is for his, you know, your relationship with God to be first, your relationship with your spouse to be second, and then the children after that. It's very, very important to show the kids, um, to show all the children, whether you're in a blended family or a nuclear family, that you are raising your kids to become adults and to leave the home and the, the foundation of the family, though, while they're being raised and doing all those things is the marriage. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything before I read the verses? I do, but it really ties really well in with the verses. Of I want to read the verses. I want you to read the verses. It's very, that's God's design too. It's for my wife to read the verses. <laughs> but it's really important, right? We have to understand that marriage is the most important relationship on this planet. And that is not by man's design. That is really by God's design, right? So marriage, if we get our marriage, listen, everything flows from the marriage. It really honestly does within our house. Like the way that we treat our children, how we have relationship with our children, our relationship outside of our home when we're talking about work or church or anything. All of it is attached to how healthy and thriving our own personal marriage is, mm-hmm. which is God's design. You can read your verses. Yeah. No, I and I want to go back really quick to our name. So I feel like just convicted to say this. So the bottom line is, too, regardless of what we're called to or whatever, we're called to blended families, all this stuff. The bottom line is we like the name Couple on Fire better than Perfectly Blended, too. And, and that's true. That's the way that I feel about it. And okay. I feel like we... You know, it's our podcast, and if we want to call it Couple on Fire, that we should be able to call it a Couple on Fire. And we are. And we shouldn't be convicted, I mean, pressured into calling it something else. And we're not. Not anymore. <laughs> we, we have it what we want it to be. Yeah. And we are a Couple on Fire. I'm on fire. No, we're a Couple on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I'm on fire, too, <laughs> just so we're clear with that. Only when I set you on fire. Do you want to read these Bible yeah. verses? Okay. Genesis 2.24. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. And Ephesians 5, 31 through 32, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Mm -hmm. Christ and the church, right? So if we really look at relationships the way that God has designed them, is he really looks at how... Jesus and the church are related, right? In unison, in that one can't really operate without the other. And that's how marriage is. And everything flows from this relationship. So this has really been designed by God in this way to work and function it this way. And it's funny how we pour so much energy in our careers or in even serving the church, but we pour such little energy in our marriage. That's true. We really do not put as much emphasis on it that the Bible tells us, that God tells us, is that important, right? Mm-hmm. And 
it's not that we don't care about other things. It's not like personally for Christy and I, when we're talking about our podcast name, it's not that we don't care about blended families. Of course we do. Of course we do, right? It's not that we don't care about the children. Of course we do. But God's by God's design, our marriage needs to come first. It needs to be the most important thing. And we want to honor that, right? And yes, we feel called to name it that too, but... <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. You good? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So the second thing, number two, number two is spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. You go first. So spiritual growth, right? So highlight uh, basically a unique opportunity for spiritual growth and transformation, though, or excuse me, through the challenges and joys of marriage, couples are called to practice selflessness Forgiveness, patience, and unconditional love, right? It is within the context of marriage that individuals can learn to emulate the character of Christ and develop a deeper understanding of true sacrificial love. True sacrificial so, love. So this one to me is for spiritual growth is you're highlighting. So, and this is what Josh was just saying is put emphasis on how the marriage provides a unique opportunity for spiritual growth. And it's important to put emphasis on that. So it is good that, you know, you and your spouse can sit and pray together and you can encourage one another. You can give each other biblical advice, all of those things. But it also hits on couples are called to practice selflessness, forgiveness, patience. This is the things that are the fruits of the spirit. Mm. And when we're sitting down and we're praying and doing our own individual growth with God, we need to make it important to do a a couple's, you know, growth with God and look, talk about the fruits of the spirit. <clears throat> Maybe like I'm one of the fruits of the spirit that is not mine. Okay. It's dead. It's fallen off. It's rolled away is patience. Right. So that's a fruit of the spirit that I should be praying on. That's something that my husband in this unique opportunity for spiritual growth could talk me down or talk me off a ledge, you know, or help me with my patience more so than anybody else, because we've created a safe space in our relationship and in our marriage. So if you guys sat down and said, Hey, you know, out of the fruits of the spirit, you know, I think forgiveness is one of my fruits, you know, unconditional love is one of my fruits, but patience is not a fruit of mine. Okay. Or, or if it is even on the vine, it's sour and it's went bad. So that's something I need to work on, right? When you no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's important that we understand that the way that God has designed marriage is our spiritual growth can flow through that, right? So if we are working on having more forgiveness or patience, even within our relationship, that's going to offer more forgiveness or patience outside of our relationship. It's going to offer it more at work. It's going to offer it more at the church. It's going to offer more to our children, all of these things. And so when we talk about the marriage and making sure that the marriage is most important, are we really truly working on the closest relationship that we have with these fruits? Like you're mm -hmm. saying, you know, are we bearing these fruits? Are we working on that? Are you being patient with me? Mm -hmm. Do you have patience with me? I have more patience with you than I do anybody else. Yeah. And I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And yeah. I think, you know, that's a great thing to recognize and say, Hey, these are the things I need to work more on so I can then allow those things to flow through into other parts. Some people don't need my patience. Apparently people don't deserve your patience. No. They can become patients in the hospital. Speaking of that, let's read a couple <laughs> Bible verses. Okay. Ephesians four, two through three. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of spirit through the bond of peace. You want to read the next one? No. 
Okay. Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. I love that. Holy and dearly loved. That's a t-shirt. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, patience. That's all the fruits of the Spirit. All the fruits. Bear some fruits. Okay, number three. Number three. Number three is family foundation. Yeah, so what we kind of already talked about this a little bit, alluded to it, is that for your family to really have a good foundation, the marriage has to be solid. So if you and your spouse are always fighting or you're always bickering, that is going to roll through the kids. It's going to roll through the whole family. If you guys are, you know, at each other's throats all the time, if you're constantly fighting over who's going to take the kids to what, um, if you're constantly in blended families, fighting over things not being fair, or fighting over your, your, each other's bio kids, all of those things. The family is going to be rocky and it's up to you guys to hold the family together. If you get a divorce, which you could, you know, God doesn't want you to get a divorce, but if you just throw your hands up and get a divorce that the kids aren't going to help with that. And that's why the marriage is such a keystone for the family as a whole, because Mm. you guys decide whether the family is going to stay together or whether it's not going to stay together. And so you need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to be on the same page, that you are loving each other and doing all of these things. Yeah. And I mean, what is that? I mean, the best teachers that we have, unfortunately and fortunately, is being parents to our children. And if we're showing our children that giving up as an option or choosing to not get along or have patience or have forgiveness within our marriage, what do we expect our children to grow up and become, you know, also be in relationships with others to have the same, you know, virtues amongst them. And that's not right. Right. So the family foundation is super important and the marriage is responsible for that. Well, especially in blended families too. So a lot of people, they're, you know, especially your kids are going to be thinking it. So you might as well talk to them about it. They're like, oh, you may, because Josh and I really weren't Christ followers or didn't individually have a relation, this deep of a relationship with God until after we got together, um, even individually. So it's like your kids are thinking like, oh, okay, you're trying to teach me all this Bible and stuff. You guys have been divorced. That's right. We have been divorced and God wouldn't have wanted us to do that. That doesn't mean now like, oh, okay, we're not going to try at this marriage because we already uh, have been been divorced once. That's not the right mindset to have. That's like, oh, I've tried to lose weight once and I failed. And so now I might as well not even try again. That's not true. Like you've chose to get remarried. You're chose to have, you chose to have this family. Now you need to put the work in and you need to decide and make the decision. Like I am not going to let another marriage fail. I'm not going to, um, put walls up to my spouse. I am going to, I'm here to stay. I am not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And we're going to make this work. It's funny too, because like when you get into a blended, a new family, you know, if you have been divorced or, you know, this is your second family, maybe you were never married before and now you're married now, but you have a blended family. It's funny how like we get this feeling about ourselves, like I'm not going to allow things to happen to me that I allowed to happen to me in my last relationship. And when we walk in with that type of defensive attitude or that defensive mind, it really impedes the growth of what's possible within the relationship. First off, you're with somebody that's different than the person before. So we can't, we can't, you know, post ourselves in a position to where like, 
I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm not going to be told what to do. I'm not going to be these things. Pushed around. Right, right. But it's important that we understand that these are family foundations, right? So are we going to allow the marriage to be the driving force in this through understanding how God wants us to be together and then allow everything to flow from that? Or are we going to bring our own, you know, predisposed type of attitudes and mindsets into this and allow everything to flow from that? And that's super dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. It's almost doomed before it even begins when that happens. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Did you want to read the Bible verses? So Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. So the kids are a reward from him. He's already known that you guys were going to be divorced and you were going to be remarried and you're going to be in the splendid family. God already knew all of that. Mm-hmm. So he already knew that you were going to be those kids' step parent, you know, and he it wants you to be successful and he wants to bless you in that. And, uh, it's important for you guys to accept that Proverbs 22, six, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That's foundations. Yeah. Right. And that's a hard thing as parents. We just have to understand the impact comes from the marriage though. And that's something we need to make sure that we, we are paying attention to. Was that our third one? I believe so. Yeah, right? it was. Family yep. foundation. Yep. I'm like, did I read, read the wrong verses? <laughs> no, it's all in line. All right, number four. Personal growth. Personal growth. So marriage provides a fertile ground for personal growth and development. And I personally find this 100% true, especially in Josh and I's relationship. So what is very awesome about our relationship, and I feel like every marriage should be this way, is, is Josh challenges me to be a better person by the type of person that he is. So he takes individual and personal growth very seriously. He takes his spiritual growth very seriously. He's constantly trying to get to be a better um, Christ follower and have a deeper relationship with God. He's constantly trying to, you know, in we're in ministry in the church, right? So you're going to run across personalities that don't necessarily blend as well with your personality. And he's constantly working on being the bigger, bigger person, accepting people exact, exactly where they are, no judgment, constantly have unending cup of love and forgiveness for me, for the kids, for everybody. And that challenges me to, bigger, to be the bigger person too, and to be a better person and to want to be uh, more patient and more loving to people. Um, I love people all day long, but I have a very, very short patient span if someone ha- plays the victim card or if they come to me for advice and I get like, okay, this is what, let's pray together, let's do all these things. And the same problem is going on for the four years because they don't take any personal accountability for it. I'm just like, I don't, that's your problem. You know, where Josh is still willing to love on that person, which is good. That's that's the good. That's the way we should be. Like turn the other cheek, keep doing that. Like give to those that steal from you. All of that is in the Bible type of thing. I need to work on some of those things. And when your spouse can challenge you to be a better person in certain areas where maybe you're weak, that is something that God put you guys together for a reason. Like God didn't put you guys together to try to one up each other or to be upset with one another about certain things, but to be a voice of reason against that person's blind spots or weaknesses in their own individual things. That That's the awesome thing about being married to a best friend, you know, and yeah. putting God at the center of that. Because if God is at the center of our, of our relationship, if God was right here, everything that I say to Josh and everything that I receive from Josh, everything I say is going to go through God. 
everything that I receive is going to go through God. And God is love, right? So even if we are having um, a rocky time or a bad year, all those things, if we're putting God in the center of our marriage and we're focusing on, I want to say biblical truth, or I want to tell you my feelings, but I want to tell it to you in love and all of those things. That's personal growth for me. That is um, him challenging me to have personal growth, but always filtering everything through God first, which is the ultimate of personal growth. It is. And I think one spurs the other. I yeah. think, you know, it's it's personal growth spurs marital growth and marital growth spurs personal growth because we have to have a, a safe place. Because if you ever realize like you can have one person in a relationship that is super strong, goes to the gym all the time, is eating well and all these. And then their partner is the opposite of all the things that they're personally developing themselves on. Now, I'm not saying one's healthy, one's unhealthy. But what I'm saying is when you see that those two people are in two opposites, you can see that their relationship isn't getting along either. And that's the same when it comes to personally developing, right? From the We're talking about inside development, not just outside development. It's, it's a whole nutshell, right? But I think it's important that we understand that if I have a safe place to know that I have areas of that I need to work on, I know that I can share them with my wife and know that she's not going to bash me in the face with it or, you know, tell me like, yep, see, this is what I've been trying to tell you all along. You don't ever do this. This is what you're not doing. And what really what I'm trying to do is work on those things. It's not a safe space. And if one spurs the other, right? Now I can have an easier chance of working on things personally, right? I have a big problem with trying to be a know-it-all because I don't want to be wrong. I don't like being wrong because wrong makes me feel weak, right? And that's a that's a guy thing. I understand that. But my wife is really good about when I'm being that way about how and to lovingly talk to me about things that are in the mix of that instead of just like shoving it in my face and telling me, oh, you're just trying to be a know-it-all, always trying to be a know-it-all. And it's like if we're, if we're willing to put our marriage and know that it's most important, then we can spur each other back and forth in our individual development. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think it's important to, to, um, have that relationship. So Josh and I were just talking the other day and we aren't good small talkers, even together. Like we're constantly having very deep conversations about growth and God and all, you know, how, what we need to do in our lives to become better financially and spiritually and spend more time together. Always. That's always what we're doing. And, you know, Josh was sharing with me, uh, the other day, like, Hey, I recognize I need to get more vulnerable in this area and share some things. I haven't been that good with voicing to you when I'm feeling weak about something. And I don't remember a hundred percent what it was about, but I told, and I told him, cause we were talking about in general, like sharing it with our friends or being more authentic or vulnerable, you know, with our life group, things like that. And I told him like, we're not meant to share everything with everybody because not everybody is safe enough to share all the things with, but that is what the marriage is supposed to be though yeah. for yeah. like, Amen. Our, we should, it should be safe enough to share everything with like all of our vulnerabilities, all of our, like the thoughts in our head that we don't know, we don't want to say aloud to anybody because it's so shameful that we're even, we all have those thoughts about, um, stepkids or about people or about in-laws or about ourselves mm -hmm. even, or about, um, insecurities with the relationship. Like we all have these thoughts that were like, oh my gosh, if I even said this out loud, I'd feel like they would feel like I'm so dumb or I'm so weak mm -hmm. or all, or they judge me. And your marriage is supposed to be the, sp the place to say, okay, 
I know that I shouldn't feel this way, but I need to share this with you because it's just a thought that came into my head and now I'm spiraling and I can't get it out of my head. And every time I think about it, I my brain comes up with all these reasons yeah. of why it's true. And our brains are designed to do that. So when, when our brains are protecting us, so if we think of a problem, our brain is going to give us every reason of why it's a problem and all the reasons why we should solve it. That's what our brain is designed to do. It does its job when we give it something. Mm-hmm. So the only way to kibosh those types of things is to talk mm-hmm. to our spouse. And Josh and I have told each other some pretty like, hey, I just need to tell you, like, these are some thoughts that I've been having yeah. lately. And we never... I shame oh, each other. No, like a lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, like why, like why are you thinking that? That's so, you know, all of these things. It's just, yeah. it's good. It's powerful, and it takes a it, one spurs the other, and that's really the whole point of this, right? We we have to have a safe space to be able to talk about these things within our relationship, and in doing that, it gives me more fuel and oomph to continue to work in whatever area that is, just because. I mean, we, t- okay, because Christy and I are both recovering alcoholics, right? So sometimes we talk like, oh man, I'd love to have a beer right now. And you can't just share that with anybody because everybody would be like, what? No, are you going to drink? Are you going to, oh my gosh, it's been 14 years of sobriety and you're just going to, you're just going to throw it all away. Like, okay, no, that's not it. Yeah. Like you don't get it. You just don't understand it. Right. But she gets it. Right. She gets it. I just said it like yesterday, the day before yeah. we were somewhere and I'm like, man, I just really want to have a beer right now. Right. And it's been over 12 years yeah, you for know. you. I know, but it's a safe space, right? Yeah. I don't worry about being judged with those things with right. her. I don't worry about that. I can tell her in detail about how I want to go out and be stupid. But am I going to do it? No. But that's what helps prevent things from happening. No, the great thing is to do it. his dad is at work. We just celebrated his dad's 70th birthday over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because where we were, we were at his sister's house and, um, Everybody's kind of doing their own thing at this point. You know, he's opened the presents. We're saying happy birthday. Everybody's eating the cake and the ice cream, all these things. And we're sitting at the end of the table. Everybody else standing up. Not really anybody sitting at the table. And it's really Josh, his dad, me, and then my oldest biological son, my youngest biological son, and then his son, Josh, right? We're all kind of sitting at the end. And I don't know if the kids understand it because none of them are recovering alcoholics or recovering addicts. But his dad, because his dad is just like coming up on how many years? 40 years. He's coming up on 40 years of being sober, right? And so we all started joking around because his sister made this cake, okay? And so we were eating the cake and I'm like- It was like, a spice cake. It was a spice cake. Yeah. And she makes them by scratch and she made the frosting by scratch, all the stuff. <laughs> and so we were giving her a hard time because I took some bites. And I'm like, man, it tastes like there's weed in this frosting, you know? <laughs> and of course, his dad's like, it does like that. And so we're all joking around like, oh man, we're going to be walking around high and um we're like well there goes our sobriety down the belt and his dad was just like yep let's go get a beer and i'm like tomorrow we'd all have the same sobriety day and we're all like joking around about that but that it's awesome it's because safe. because it's safe because yeah. he he knows that he can joke like that too he's not gonna go out and drink or anything yeah. but it was just a lot of fun it was and that's what your marriage is supposed to be like yeah. right at all times you're supposed yeah. to be able to say the things that you normally wouldn't just say to anybody and because they don't fully understand or wouldn't understand and have all the inside jokes and all of this stuff. And it does. It cultivates an opportunity for us to continue to grow personally, individually and together. 
Because the reason why I feel confident to grow more myself is because my husband accepts me so much of exactly how I am. Like, I can't tell you how many times in our relationship in 13 years, I have been in a really bad mood, right? And I'll be like, and I'll spit some venom, not at him, but to him about something else. And he'll look right at me and be like, I never want you to change. And I'm just like, and he's like, I'm serious. He's like, I love all of you. I love it when you're angry. I love like, I love everything that you do. And that makes me want to be a better person, right? Because he doesn't want me to change. I don't stay on these topics. Okay. Like we we're supposed to be talking about personal growth and I'm talking about everything in personal growth, but everything else too. My, we never get off these podcasts and my husband never looks at me and says, would you stay on topic? Like we have topics. What is the matter with you? Like, why can't you know the topics? I have it bullet pointed for you. Why can't you stay on this topic? It's very simple. Family foundation. Talk about it. Personal growth. Talk about it. I don't. And he never says a word to me. He always brings it back around, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, but that's how safe our relationship is. Yeah, And that helps me want to become better and have more personal growth. It cultivates it. And we pour into each other because of that. Yeah. You know, I want to encourage you, but at the same time, you want to encourage me. Yeah. You tell me stuff sometimes and I'm just like, she is lying to my face. (laughs) She's got to be lying to my face. I know it right now. But she, I don't think she is. I just think, you know, you kind of get in this thing where you're like, oh, they're just blinded by love. Yeah. It's a hard thing, right? You have to work on this. Just, you know, I don't have this in my relationship. Somebody commented on that. It takes work. That's why we talk about these things. That's why we sit like and we have this banter. What's that? It might show us on Facebook. On this um, little software thing, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the point of it is, is it's we have to be willing to pour into each other. And that takes risk, right? It takes a lot of risk. But we, when we start to really understand that marriage, right, the marriage itself is the most important relationship that we have here on earth, then we start giving it the attention that it deserves. And when we do that, there's so many other things in life that will change. Our level of happiness with our work, right? How to have healthier relationships with our children and friends. How to have better relationships with those at church. How to learn how to say no about things that are going on at church. Christy really helped me with that because I'm a yes person, right? He is. I want to please. I get this model thinking that I'm supposed to be Superman all the time. And I'm supposed to just, if I can, then I should. And that's that's how people get broken. And my wife lovingly would walk me through and say, Josh, it's okay to say no. It's all right, you know? Well, and just recently. It took a long time. Well, and just recently, I ha- and he's gotten a lot better accepting it too. But just recently, um, I told him like, Hey, I really want us to sit down because he's getting ready to go back to school. And we have a lot of irons in the fire right now, you know, uh, with our business that we're also doing book, you know, a couple more books that we're doing. Um, we have the podcast that we do. We have celebrate recovery that we do. We have our life group that we do. We have our event on November 4th coming up. I mean, we have a lot of, um, we have our jumpstart program that we do. We have coaching marriage coaching that we do. And it's like, now he decided that he wants to go back to school, which we agreed. You know, we've, we prayed and we both feel like that is in line with, you know, to become a family therapist, family counselor. It's what God, um, it aligns with what we want to do. But I had to sit down with them because Josh will just keep on taking on and taking on and taking on and taking on. And things will just start falling off to the wayside or he'll just say, I don't have time to get to it. Well, let's make a plan then. Like, is this something that's going to, you know, you're going to start in July. What can we do? What's the timeline going to look like for all these other things? How is it going to balance? Because I work full time still. 
you know, more than full time and still want to, you know, be part of the podcast and I'm part of Celebrate Recovery and I'm part of Life Group and I'm a part of all the things too. But he carries the brunt of putting together all the things that we do. And so he's a yes man. So that's part of our spousal, I think, responsibilities is to lovingly, you know, say, where's some boundaries at now? Yeah. There's not much more he's going to be able to take on. Yeah. So we have We've been to, having this conversation. Yes. Way. Yes. Yeah. You know, with that, because it is a lot to take. Because on. she knows me. Right. So I'll buck it because I'm like, no, I can do it. I yeah. can do it. Right. See, she's already gets frustrated even in her breath. Right. She knows. So she knows that she's going to have to have this conversation consistently with me a half a dozen times. Yeah. Before I'm like, you're right. Okay. You're right. Because he is a yes person and a salesperson, and he'll be like, "Yeah, babe, I know, I know," mm-hmm. and yeah. I will do it all, but I'll break during doing it all. Yeah, but and he'll just keep problem. doing it. I'll yeah. be like, "Babe, you know," but and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, 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 I get it," but he'll just keep taking it on. And that's why it's important, yeah. though, that we are lovingly, yeah, trying to help each other because that defeats all the growth within ourselves. I love that about you. Demolishes. <laughs> you love that about me. Okay, yeah. so this person that commented, we couldn't see you guys. His name was Carissa. And then April's the one that commented. Oh, okay, April, um, yeah. Hi, yeah. April. Oh, I know April. She commented just here. She goes, we are deep convert over here. I'm thankful Jason and I have this in our relationship. We are deep conversation people too. Always trying to grow in all areas. We definitely have different strengths and pour into the other in those I days. miss you guys. You, April and her husband were part of our Jumpstart program. And yep. that was so much fun with fun. one of our Jumpstart programs. And it was so much fun. I was actually, April, just thinking about you guys the other day saying like, man, I really wish they lived closer because, you know, that was great getting to know you and your husband. And um, you guys are great people. So they are. And we, I really feel like they get it. Like, yeah, you know, they, they get it. And it's hard, especially if the ship has already went far left or far right to bring in the ship back. But yeah, these are why these conversations need to be had and had and had and had, you know, on a consistent basis until, you know, your marriage is the most important thing going on within, with everything going on. Yeah. We enjoyed it too. <laughs> I know you all so much like us in a lot of ways. Yeah, we are. We are I agree with we that. We definitely are a lot alike. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's so amazingly true. So Marriage matters the most. And we have to understand the reason for that. You know, it's God's plan ultimately, right? God's design. That's the first thing. Yeah. Number two is spiritual growth, right? Spiritual growth. Number three is family foundations. Number four is personal growth. Marriage matters the most. You are listening to the Couple on Fire podcast. That's who we are. That's who we will continue to be. Uh, We do many things. If you haven't been part or you don't know, we do have a private Facebook group. We talked a little bit about it, but you're welcome to join that. If you have anything that has to do with blended family stuff whatsoever, we do focus more on marriages within that, but we talk about all things blended families and it's a private group. So you can join, you can share. We go live in that every two weeks and share very specific things just to that group as well. We have a, uh, a live event coming up at the end of this year. November 4th. November 4th in Michigan. So if you're interested in that, let us know. We'll make sure we post up some information between now we and then. We just started our last Jumpstart program until this fall. To the fall. Yep. So we do a Jumpstart program, which is four weeks long. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that really- Marriage coaching. It's a Jumpstart. Yep. And then we have um, our couples journal that's on Amazon. Yeah. Finding love and second chances. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're actually working on or a, second chances and finding love. It could be. either. <laughs> and we're actually working on a book right now with 12 steps to a better marriage. Yeah. That's coming up. That will be released by the end of this year. 
So we're just excited to put some stuff out, right? That's what we care most about, yeah. putting stuff out. And, and we're going to be on the radio this Thursday. That's right. WMUZ 103.5 The Light. <laughs> you could be on the radio. <laughs> it could be a radio <laughs> DJ or whatever they call those. They don't even call them DJs anymore. They have something oh. else they call them. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. A disc um, jockey. Yeah, they're not anymore, though. I know. Discs, so I don't know what they call them anymore. Anyway. A media jockey. MJ. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> That's a media jockey. That's one of my jokes. <laughs> Woo! There it is. Woo! <laughs> my 20% of fun. <laughs> Used it up on our show. All right. Couples Journal is awesome and highly recommend. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Who was that? Oh, Rob said that. Thank you, Rob. We really appreciate that. It's fun. It's a twist to it. Just get on Amazon. Yeah. Check it out. You'll see it's different than probably anything you've seen before. Yeah. We tried to get super unique with it. We use Christie's 20% of humor on it. So it's perfect. If you missed it in our group, we go live every other week in our private Facebook group. And Josh and I, tonight, we were talking about some things. And Josh, for the fun part, thinks that um, I'm 80% serious Seven. and only 20, 20% fun. So there was my 20% of fun <laughs> for the day. It's used up on the podcast. You're welcome. We're joking. She's so much fun. See how fun she is? All right. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll be here next Tuesday, 7 p.m. 100% of the time, I'm fun. 20% of the time. Have a good night. Bye.